You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Previously on Twin Stars. We're on a secret mission for Admiral Veers. We're taking the emissary to a meeting of some of the most powerful people in the Empire. Admiral Veers is trying to get together everyone who could stop this from turning into a civil war and hammer out a new deal. They're going to make the Imperial Council step down and hold open elections. Sam, we've just been hit. The drive section's been cored. Atmosphere's venting, auto-sealing systems engaging. If we're going to make our schedule, we're going to need another ship. You don't mean... <laughs> yes. We're going to take one of theirs. Esther, set course for the meeting coordinates and shift into hyperspace on my mark. Everyone ready? Now, jump into hyperspace! All right, people, thanks for coming. I'm not going to waste your time, so let's get right to it. The situation is this. In three standard days in the Hephaestus system, there's going to be a special meeting of some of the top people in the Empire. Each of those people is worth trillions in ransom. We are awaiting your orders, Spartan Leader. Squadron leader, eh? <laughs> I like the sound of that. Everyone set course for the Bento jump point. They're away, my lord. Now, we will show Ping An how it's done. And once we've caught her, we will teach her many other things as well. And now, Book One, Episode Eight. Esther? Yes, Ensign Hauge. Uh, what exactly does the captain do on board one of these ships? I mean, the bridge is just a room and a chair. Ensign, it is not a bridge, but a command pod. A Class H ship is commanded by a human, but in actuality, it's controlled by his squire. So you're the ship's brain? Yes, that would be a fair assessment. Have you not served on one of these ships before, Ensign? Well... I just graduated a few months ago, Mum. They taught us a lot, but they never taught us about this part. I wonder why not. I'm afraid I cannot answer your question, Ensign. You'd learn when you became an officer. Oh! A captain! At ease, Ensign. Is everything okay up here? Yes, sir. Everything's fine. We're almost there, sir. Uh, A little less than an hour before we arrive. Good. Esther, what about our friends? The fleet I have been tracking is still six hours away at current speed, Captain. Any other Class H ships around? One entered the system less than an hour ago. Captain? Yes, Ensign? How can she do that? I mean, I thought sensors didn't work in hyperspace. How can she track them like that? (sighs) I suppose I can tell you. It'll probably be common knowledge soon enough. You're right, Ensign. Sensors don't work well in hyperspace at all. But Esther isn't using ship sensors. She's using her head. Sir? Squires are telepathic, Ensign. They're tuned to read the thoughts and know the positions of other squires around them. 
Normally, the range isn't that far, but when you hook them to a Class H ship's amplifier, they can see each other anywhere, even in hyperspace. Somewhere out there, Anson, there are several powerful squire brains sitting in beacon stations in hyperspace. Because the locations of these beacons is constant, Esther can use them to chart our position and navigate our ship without any kind of guide signal. That's why fleet ships don't need jump points. We're using a different system. But... Why don't they tell us that at the Academy, sir? They do, Ensign. What does knowledge equal? Knowledge is... power? Exactly. This system is our fleet's key advantage, and the fewer the people that know about it, the better. It's a carefully guarded secret, and fleet captains are sworn to preserve it. So, so why are you telling me this, sir? Because that only worked so long as the fleet was unified. The way things are going now... Everyone will know soon enough. It was going to happen sooner or later anyway. Esther! Contact me if there's any change or when we're about to enter a normal space. I'm going to check on our prisoner. As you wish, Captain. Esther? He said squires are telepaths. Does that mean... Yes, but only while I am part of the system, and if I choose to. Normally, I cannot read your thoughts. Yes, but only surface thoughts. I have known your attraction to him for quite some time. I agree, he is a most attractive person. No, you cannot tell your friend. Yes, you may shut up now. We're out of hyperspace, Captain. And the other ship? They exited right behind us. All ten ships accounted for, boss lady. Thanks, Lederman. Betsy, any greeters? None, Captain. Nobody in sight. Good. Cloak us and set course for the coordinates I gave you. They're meeting on an old mining colony, deep in the second asteroid field. Won't that make it hard to get to them? It would, but I have navigation charts that'll get us right in there. Wow, Pingon. You really thought of everything. It's my job, Lederman. It's my job. Full speed ahead! Come to check on the prisoner, Captain? How's he doing, Mr. Olstead? Ah, he's fine, sir. The nanomeds fixed him up good. Now he's just resting up. That squire of his won't leave his side. Seems the sailor is pretty attached to it. Reminds me of someone else I know. <laughs> Mr. Olstead, I thought we had an understanding about that... incident. <laughs> we do, mate, we do. I'm just jacking your chain is all. You going in to see him? Yes. I'd like to have a few words with him. Don't you worry, sir. He's restrained and Peony's sitting in there watching him. Of course, they don't know that she's there, so... Do me a favor and don't let on. Okay? Yes, fine. Colonel Cole? Lady Ash? Ah, Captain. Good day. I hope you are treating my ship well. We are, sir. I wanted to ask you a few questions, if I may. Can't this wait? My master has not yet recovered. No, Ash. It is all right. What do you want to know, Captain Tyson? We both know I won't reveal much. 
I wanted to ask if it's begun, sir. Has Admiral St. Rail started to move yet? <laughs> I'm just a soldier, Captain Tyson. I'm afraid the Grand Admiral doesn't confide in me much these days. However, I will tell you this. If he has moved, it's because of that bunch of revolutionaries are going to meet. They want to hand the place over to the people. The same people that got us into this mess in the first place. What we need is order. And when order is done, then we can talk about who's in charge next. We're soldiers, sir. Our job isn't to make policy. People with power make policy, Captain. In times of crisis, who better than soldiers? They know how to organize, to move, to get things done. Isn't that what's needed right now? It's still not our place, sir. <laughs> oh, they filled you full of a lot of stuff and nonsense in the academy, didn't they, boy? Ha! Well, think as you want. If I were you, I'd be more worried about where you're going to go next. If the Admiral has moved, all you're doing is delaying the inevitable by helping these traitors. Not a good choice when your necks are on the line. You have an alternative? Join me. Give me my ship back, and I'll see you get amnesty. You might even be able to keep your commission. We're going to need good men like you. Captain? Tyson, you asked to be informed when we were about to return to normal space. Thank you, Esther. I must excuse myself. Good day, Colonel Cole. Good day, Captain Tyson. Insolent pup. Incoming transmission, sir. Authentization code? It is genuine. These are the five vessels we expected to meet here at the field's edge. But we're not the ones they expected to meet. Send them our own codes, Esther, and then open a link. Opening. Lieutenant Tyson, you are late. The rest of the delegation has been here for several hours. Commodore Stark. Sir, I know this must appear very strange. But before I explain, I must warn you. A fleet of ships will be here in less than three hours. We need to evacuate as soon as possible. Our opposition knows about this meeting. I see. Well, Lieutenant, please transfer your logs to me and we'll review the situation. Do not move or take any other action while we review things or you will be fired upon. Do you understand me? Yes, sir, I do. We're transmitting them now, and we'll stand by. Stark out. Sir, what do you think they'll do? Listen, I hope. I found them. There's six ships sitting at the edge of the field, all Imperial cutters. A new one jumped in just a few minutes ago. Those will be the guard dogs. The real action is happening deep inside the field. Do we attack? Wait. They can't see us. And that new ship might be bringing someone important. I want all our targets together before we move. What's our ETA? 36 minutes. Fine. Then they have that long to live.
I'm not sure I like this, ma'am. Captain, if this meeting is so important, then we must use whatever time we have to do what we can. You said yourself we have some time before the fleet arrives. And Admiral Veers would not put you in danger if he did not feel it was necessary. Would he? No, your ladyship. He wouldn't. Then the matter is settled. I will inform you if I need your assistance. Good day to you, Captain. Yes, your ladyship. Good day to you, too. Hey, Kip. Yes, it did. Well, I'll, you tried your best. At least we're free of the old bat. Count our blessings? <laughs> Something like that. Hey, what's with the face? Something's bugging me. How good are the sensors on this ship? Well, it's a special forces ship, so they're first rate. Why? I have something I want you to do for me. you spared no expense in my welcoming committee. Is an old lady only worth two old men now? Of course not, my lady. However, the others are still discussing terms. I trust no decisions have been reached without me. Hello, Bannon. Hello, Clarice. Nothing important, I assure you. Then we had best go. I understand we're short of time. Very short, I'm afraid. This way, my lady. I have to say, Clarice, I am most amazed you came. I didn't think you'd be interested in this type of endeavor. It doesn't seem like you at all. Oh, you know me, Bannon. I'm always full of surprises. Hang on, we're almost in position. Just bring us up alongside them, Betsy. Nice and easy. Don't let them know we're here. Should I order the gun crews to position, Captain? Yes, beat to quarters. But tell them not to charge the weapons until I give the word. No point in giving away our surprise. Things ready yet, Kip? Almost there, Al. It's taken a bit of work to get everything calibrated. I wish you'd let me use the engineering crew we captured. We can't risk them tampering with things. Let me know when you're done. How's the sensors, Esther? The subroutines you asked for were finished some time ago. I'm only waiting for the lieutenant's agreement to begin. Although I am still not sure why we are doing this. Call it me being cautious. That is not much of an answer. <laughs> I see patience is not one of your virtues, Esther. No. It's something the Commodore said when we first got here. He said they'd been at it for hours. And? How is that unusual? It's not. Except if you recalled, you told me there was a Class 8 ship entering the system just ahead of us. If all the others have been here for hours, who did we see come earlier? That is why you had me check the drive status of the other ships earlier. Exactly. 
And when you said none of them had jumped in some time, then there was only one possibility. There's someone else here, probably invisible and up to no good. Another Special Forces ship? We'd better hope not, or we're going to have to get the Admiralty out there fast. Uh, so that's why you're having me rig the sensors to give off a particle burst. It'll show any cloaked ships. Yes. Is it ready? Just let me check one more thing, and we're good to go. Gentlemen! Gentlemen! This arguing isn't accomplishing anything! We don't have time to worry about the small details! Yes, it's important to decide how the votes will be distributed, but do we need to do it now? Admiral, may I speak? Of course, Your Ladyship. I know you said you wanted to address the members right away, but nothing happens quickly in these situations, I'm afraid. That's quite all right, Admiral. I know everyone here has their concerns. In fact, the reason I asked to speak to all of you is that I believe I have a way to solve all of your concerns. Here it comes. Did you say something, Bannon? My hearing isn't quite what it was. No, my dear. I was just clearing my throat. Very well, then. Gentlemen and ladies, what is it that you're really arguing over? Is it how power will be divided among the people? <laughs> Please, don't make me laugh. Since when were any of you public reformers? Do you really believe that 16 trillion people can govern themselves in an orderly fashion? Especially 16 trillion who haven't known democracy in nearly a thousand years. And you, all of you, do you really want to give up the power you wield for some notion of freedom and democratic rule? Nonsense. Pure nonsense. All of you are there because you're afraid of St. Rail and you want allies against him. Nothing more. Somewhere along the line, you started to lie to yourselves and say it was for the greater good, that it was for changes to make the Empire work for the people. If that's what lets you get to sleep at night, then fine, but I'll have none of it. You see, gentle people, I'm honest in my ways. I'm too old to lie anymore. And I, too, see the coming storm. I came here today, not because I believe that the people need a voice, but because I believe they need wisdom and guidance that doesn't come at the end of a gun. Every one of us here has proven ourselves in business, in organization, in leadership. We are all leaders, every one of us. Let us join together to make a new government based on those who have proven themselves capable in the universe, as opposed to those who see themselves born into it. This idea of democracy as a goal is a compromise to keep you from fighting each other, a compromise that will satisfy no one and please no one. Can we not forget it 
and move towards something realistic that will do us good in this time of trouble. All units in position. Just give the word, Captain. Charge the particle cannons and target the bridge of that latecomer. There's something about him I don't like. Prepare to decloak on my signal. Ready when you are, Al. At your command, Captain. Okay, Esther. Let's see what's out there. Activate particle wave scanner. Lady Whitcomb! This... Uh, this... If I may speak, sir. Lady Whitcomb, just who would be in charge of this new Grand Council of yours? You? If the Council elected me, then I would be happy to do so, yes. You never change, do you? Always looking for the angle, some way to wrest power. How long before the other members of the Council were replaced by people you find more agreeable? Would it be years? Months? Weeks, perhaps? How long before this council became as disposable as everything else you've ever found useful? No, those are pretty words you just gave, and the idea is sound, but we'd just be replacing one set of rulers with another set of autocrats. What we need now is change and reform, but real change and reform isn't going to come from some nobles trying to play God. Can't you see, my dear, the days of our kind are over. Let them go and join us in making humanity rise again. Tyson! I see them. Esther, bring weapons online and warn the other ships. So, that is your final answer then. Do you all stand with him? I'm sorry, your ladyship, but we do. It's time for a change. Uh, Well, gentlemen, I guess my part here is done then. Is there nothing I can say to convince you? I believe not. Fine then. It's on your heads. Good luck to you all. King Anne, your turn, my dear. Thank you, your ladyship. Leaderman, give the order! Betsy, decloak and attack! Underway. Ships decloaking. They're opening. Yes! Impact confirmed. Direct hit on their bridge. Finish them. Firing missiles. Impact in three, two, one. They're gone. Leaderman? Fleet reports all five ships destroyed. No casualties on our side. Well, all right then. Give me Captain Michaels. Linking you now. Well, lady, you sure know how to make an entrance. Why, thank you, Michaels. You think you can hold the board up here while we go in to collect the prize? Sure. Just don't try to sneak out the back way, okay? Remember, this system only has one jump point, in or out. Don't worry, Michaels. I'll make sure you get what you deserve. I'll leave Haskett with you to keep you company. We'll be fine. Just don't damage the merchandise. I wouldn't dream of it. Ping on out. Betsy, use the nav plan I gave you and take us in. Slowly. You don't like making life easy for me, do you, Captain? If you don't like challenges, you signed up for the wrong job. (laughs) I'll show you. I won't even ship the paint. 
Now that's the girl I hired. But I'll settle for getting there intact. Leaderman, have the assault teams begin prep. Tell them to pack stun weapons. We need those people alive. What? Is that true? Thank you, pilot. Gentle people, we have a problem. My shuttle pilot reports they've lost contact with our ships. Please check your own links and see if any of them can connect. Admiral, I believe we may have underestimated St. Rail's tenacity. Yes, I'm afraid so. We'd better prepare to evacuate before they come for us. With our ships gone, where do you plan to evacuate to? They may not all be gone. Some may have escaped into hyperspace before the assault. We can only hope they're able to find a way to come back and get us. Playing the long shot, Admiral. In this case, old friend, there's no other one to play. another tracking beacon. It's coming from the inner asteroid belt. My crew reports there are radiation signatures from a battle there as well. Then they've already struck. Any signs they've left? No, my lord. Dragonov's tracking signal is still strong and coming from within the asteroid belt. It's moving deeper in. Then that must be where the bounty is. Inform our fleet captains when moving in. Squadron leader! Surround the asteroid field and the jump point. Make sure no one escapes. Get me my prize, Bella. And Ping On is yours, as we agreed. Thank you, my lord. Twin Stars, Book One, Episode Eight: Hammer and Anvil. Written and produced by Robin Patterson. Starring... Greg Nugent as Lieutenant Albert Tyson. Tegan Harris as Esther. Ty Kontek as uh, Kip. Catherine Rinella as Ensign Helgi. Russ Gold as Admiral Veers. Fiona Thrail as Lady Whitcomb. Abner Cenaris. Al Asiochi as Lady Ash. Melissa D. Johnson as John Ping An. Chris Gumprich as Liederman. Nico Ford as Betsy. Ty Kanzak as Volkstager. Amanda Price as Bella. With Quentin Boyd as Keith Alstead, David Alt as Sir Fawn, Richard Bartok as Michaels, and Ty Kanzak as Commodore Stark. Opening music, Beyond Infinity by Peter Chen. Other music by Kevin McLeod. Denny Schneidenmesser. Peter Chen, the Newgrounds.com audio portal, and from the Apple iLife Jingles collection. Sound effects from the Free Sound Project, the Apple iLife Sound Effects collection, SoundSnap.com, and purchased from SoundEffectsLibrary.com. This show and all its characters within are copyright 2008 Robin Patterson, all rights reserved. This adventure and more can be found at KungFuActionTheater.com. Kung Fu Action Theater, audio. Ah!
action adventure. Until next time, Sajen, bye bye. Buongiorno, I am Flaudio, and I am very interested in what makes audio drama work. I want to share with you my recipe for a perfect evening, an evening for two lovers, lovers of audio drama. When I plan an audio drama, I want to make sure that everything is perfect for us. The soundscape is the most important thing to set the mood for the night. When I lay in a special ambiance or sound effect, it is very important because it can express what I feel so perfectly. A sound effect can speak for the story when words just cannot capture the love I feel. Love I feel for you. When it is dark, I turn on the sound effects, I turn up the soundscape, and the voices can then dance in a perfect state of bliss, where there is no world except the one we make with our love. No time except what is needed for our story to play out. A story that we will make come true. This audio drama public service announcement was brought to you by the Amigos. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network.